lot of organizations, when they operate in this multi-vendor environment, make the mistake of thinking, if they hire top quality vendors, all the vendors will be able to magically work together and deliver excellent services. The objective of service integration is there to make sure your internal teams and your vendors are all effectively collaborating as a well-oiled machine. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. How can IT leaders more effectively integrate and manage the complex world of software and services offerings that make up their infrastructures? Today, we have guidance on all this and more from the Hackett Group Principal, Michael Fuller, Manager Ryan Sebastiani, and Director Harish Murthy. Welcome to the Hack Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Michael, Ryan, and Harish, glad you could join us today. Hi, Gary. Hey, hello. Hi, Gary. Good morning. Mike, why don't you get us started by telling us a little bit about what service integration really is and why it's important? Sure. And, you know, I think I'll start a little bit with the history of how service integration came into being. 25, 30 years ago, companies were primarily, if they were outsourcing, were using one supplier and they kind of threw everything over the wall and they just thought, hey, the vendor will just manage everything and it will cost less. And what ended up happening is that over time, companies figured out that they needed to use more than one supplier, right? One supplier couldn't necessarily provide all of their needs. And then you add in the complexity of the cloud, and all the different variations of cloud, and it just became too complex for customers to manage all these different vendors. And that's where service integration came into being. It's really around how do you man- effectively manage a multi-vendor environment? Service integrators provide that that seamless governance, performance management, continuous improvement, so that clients don't have to go out and find that expertise and bring it in-house because finding that expertise is difficult. So that's really what it is. It's an internal, external, hybrid group or organization that manages all those vendors. Harish, uh, maybe you could tackle the, why is that important? Yes, Mike, a lot of organizations, when they operate in this multi-vendor environment, make the mistake of thinking if they hire top quality vendors, all the vendors will be able to magically work together and deliver excellent services for them. You know, just as with sports teams, you know, if you bring together a bunch of highly talented players and blindly send them out to play, they're just not going to be effective as a team. And one of the important responsibilities of the sports coach or captain of the team is is making sure everyone understands the plays, everyone understands their role on the team, how they should work with one another, and take corrective actions if someone isn't performing their part correctly. The objective of service integration is similar. It's there to make sure your internal teams and your vendors are all effectively collaborating together as a well-oiled machine. And that is why service integration is such an important component for IT organizations. Okay, Harish, what can you tell us about the value that service integration brings? Yeah, so service integration is one of those initiatives that can provide you outsized benefits relative to the effort that's required to implement it. I'll give you an example of one of my clients in the healthcare industry. So establishing service integration enabled them to go from 
vendors doing the bare minimum required to meet their contractual obligations, not taking accountability, constantly pointing fingers at each other for failures, to a state now where vendors were ideating effectively with one another on new solutions. They were driving a lot of the innovation that was happening within the IT organization. And all that helped the company bring a number of new digital experiences for their customers and drive up revenue. Another aspect of it was just having greater transparency of service ownership, help them identify and eliminate a number of redundancies, which then helped them reduce wasteful expenditure. Also being able to operate in that multi-vendor environment effectively meant they were able to drive up competition amongst their vendor base and further drive down their costs. And most importantly, IT was seen as a valued partner by the business, someone that they could count on to quickly orchestrate new services for them as business needs changed. Ryan, you've done this a number of times for a variety of organizations. What other value have you seen at that organizational level coming out of service integration? Yeah, absolutely, Harish. You touched on so many good things and benefits that this value brings to organizations. I think for me, one of the largest things that it brings is a true value and ability to achieve outcome-based service level agreements or SLAs. This way you can establish that end-to-end accountability in those multi-vendor environments where you have that single vision of truth and you're able to then standardize and consolidate those processes within that single tool set and reporting framework that allows the governance model to be very effective in that multi-vendor ecosystem. By having this plane of measurement for your vendors and these partners, it allows them to continuously provide that improvement innovation that the companies are seeking and desiring rather than just the outcome of the job. They're able to then focus more on quality and measuring that quality to from cradle to grave, essentially. Ryan, what are the key elements of service integration? What makes it up? Yeah, thanks, Gary. You know, there's a few key elements of service integration that I I find very important. And again, it's really about managing that integration of your service providers across and driving for that single defined outcome, right? So the ecosystem is really made up of a lot of different layers. Some of those key layers include the customer organization. This is the, the function of the customer internally that is the person asking for the services and providing the direction. I need X and I need it to do Y, for example. That's your customer and they have a very key and important role. They're determining what needs to happen and they're the ones reaching out and saying, I need. Then you have the service integrator. This function is the role that manages those various service providers that are the boots on the ground. They're the one, the service integrator ensures that everyone feels part of the team and that there's a cohesive approach towards success so that your customer who reached for your services initially is satisfied at the end of the day. Now, underneath that service integrator and next to them are your service providers. There's a number of these and they're responsible for the overall delivery of the services while operating within their own processes. They're responsible to make sure that success is seen by your customer and the service integrator is there to orchestrate that. 
Harish and Mike, I, I know definitely, Mike, you've experienced a lot of this in your practices. Can you go over maybe some of the examples of some practices and elements of service integration? Brian, I'm totally smiling right now because I'm thinking of like so many examples that we've experienced literally. But maybe first I'll talk about the, you've talked a little bit about the organizational structure and the different teams and organizations that work together. And I always like to think of, you know, service integration as a framework because that those, if you are missing elements of the framework, it just doesn't work. And I know we're going to talk about challenges here in a moment, so I'm not going to you know, dive into those yet. But first of all, it's like the strategy. What actually is the vendor strategy? Is it you know, uh, multi-source? What are the services that vendors are going to provide versus you know, internal resources? And then I think about how do you stratify each of those vendors? Because you're going to interact with a tier one supplier differently than you would with a tier three or tier four supplier, right? You're going to spend a lot more time. Uh, You're going to be much more concerned about performance. And that goes into the next piece of the framework, which is governance, which is, am I going to have uh, quarterly business reviews with senior executives? How often am I going to meet with a vendor to talk about some of the things that you mentioned, Ryan, around SLAs and project performance? And then probably most important is continuous improvement. It goes from, okay, this is transactional to it's a partnership between vendors. And service integration, that's really the only way I've seen continuous improvement happen. And I would say continuous improvement as a part of that service integration framework is pretty rare. And there's a couple of causes related to that. You know, sometimes on the client side, it's on the customer side, it's all about costs, right? And nothing else matters. And when uh, suppliers are being squeezed in that manner, right, they have to watch their margins, they have to watch their own costs. And it just becomes this tension filled, okay, I got to control my costs, but I still have to perform based upon the contract. And then the customer is just pounding on the table. So that's definitely, you know, an area that I rarely, not never, but rarely actually see customers and suppliers actually achieve. But again, that's, that is a key element of service integration is making sure that it's a true relationship. And it's not just about the nickels associated with cost or specific metrics and KPIs that vendors have to achieve. You know, Mike, you really mentioned that partnership, and that's key, in my opinion, about a true, strong service integrator and a true service integration process is looking at this as that relationship, that partnership, because that vendor is there to achieve success just as the customer is there to achieve success. So when those successes are equally gained, it's a net win for both parties rather than one chasing the SLA for performance, it's really an overall relationship of partnership. Mike, you talked about this a little bit, but what are some of the challenges that service integration providers face and how do you overcome them? Yeah, I did. That tension, right? When there are competing factors associated with what a customer wants to achieve and with what a vendor wants to achieve with the partnership, right? If a customer, as I already mentioned, is just all about cost, then a vendor is going to react in the same way. And if a vendor is all about, okay, I just have to sell more work, right? And they're approaching 
every interaction as a sales opportunity or a sales pitch, that's just not going to sit well. And so the role of a service integrator is really, there's a little bit of therapy going on there, right? It's you know helping a customer see things from a supplier's perspective and as a supplier being shown what's important to a customer. So there's that brokering that needs to happen. Other challenges that I've seen are where the metrics or the SLAs are actually misaligned or there's a misunderstanding. That can be contractual where there are specific SLAs listed, or it could be what did a sales team from the supplier promise during orals? And there's always suppliers always say yes to everything during an RFP or some type of event, or it could just be very vague performance that is documented within a contract where there could be some misunderstanding. So the role of a service integrator is to really nail down what the expectations are, helping both parties understand what the obligation is, and then how to actually measure that performance. I could go on and on. There's lots of different challenges associated with that. But that's, I think, the beauty of the service integrator role is there it's data-driven, all right? It's understanding contracts, but that most importantly, it's about relationships and being able to broker those relationships. Harish, how about you? What have you seen? Mike, I'll touch on that last part that you mentioned around relationship management. I think what is important from an organization standpoint, they should be thinking about making sure they're giving, empowering their service integration teams adequately. Oftentimes what I've seen is these teams will exist, but they're just not given the authority to make decisions, hold entities accountable and take corrective actions when necessary. And then if they don't have that teeth that is reflective of the level of importance that service integration brings to the organization, sometimes the relationships and some of the contractual obligations are just harder to enforce. One other challenge I will add is oftentimes when companies are establishing their service integration framework and defining contractual obligations for the vendors to support that process, It's making sure that that's going to stand the test of time. Your business needs will certainly change and your sourcing needs as a consequence of that will also change. So how do you establish a a service integration model and contract with your vendors such that it serves you well on day one and serves you just as well three or five years down the road? And and what we recommend to our clients is doing detailed scenario-based analysis and, and looking at all possibilities and developing a contracting model that provides you options over the years as the sourcing strategy evolves. Yeah, Harish, that actually reminded me. I was in a meeting with one of our clients and they asked, what is the most important part about when they're going to market and looking at making some significant changes, you know, related to their resource and outsource strategy. And one of my colleagues, she basically said it's organizational change management, right? Because the contract can say one thing, it can mean different things to different parties. And the vendor management organization can think that, okay, well, we've established this contract. It's and so because we have words on paper and everyone signed that okay, now it's just going to happen. 
she gave some examples of how that just falls completely flat without sustained organizational change management, which means communication, which means training, which means measuring performance and reporting that out. I've always remembered that. We can put the perfect structure in place. We can have the perfect contract, but without that organizational change management aspect to it, none of this really works. Okay. To close out the conversation, let's talk a little bit about secret ingredients for success in this area. Harish, you want to get us started? Yeah, sure, Gary. So there are a number of things that organizations could be doing to make sure they're successful with service integration. To me, I think one of the most important factors in being successful is making sure your service integration strategy is not being developed in isolation. What I mean by that is your service integration strategy needs to be aligned with your overall IT strategy, the operating model that you use, and your sourcing strategy, of course. The reason I say that is service integration is is not just about managing to a checklist of performance reports. Service integration needs to be thought about in the context of what do I need to do to make the IT organization successful? And that's why taking that holistic view, in my opinion, is very important. Ryan, what would you say are some of the secret ingredients? You know, Harish, you guys were talking about OCM, that operational change management. And to me, that is one of the real key factors in success for service integration. Explaining to your IT organization and the business in a whole why this strategy is being implemented, why this direction and this service integration process is being established and getting their buy-in, that yields really to that success. And it establishes that with that service integrator, that single logical entity that really is held accountable for the delivery of the services to the customer, to the value that is received by the business. And it really establishes that clear responsibility boundary that helps empower that service integrator, that helps coordinate and control the service providers and ensuring that multi-vendor environment stays contained and not a ball of chaos. I think of folks talking about, I have ducks and my ducks are here, but they're not in a row, right? That's kind of what I view a multi-vendor environment to be like, is you're a duck herder of sorts, you know, and trying to keep everybody in line and focused on the same goal and headed in the same direction. So one of those successful ingredients, in my opinion, is a clean definition of responsibilities and explaining to your customer, whether it's internal to your department, in IT or internal to the company as a whole, the change related to that. Why is it happening and what do we expect to have as the outcome? Okay, Michael, Ryan, and Harish, thank you so much for joining us today. Great conversation as always. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. And listeners, feel free to join us next week for another episode of our Business Acceleration Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com. Thank you.